It's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. We're talking about the AFC North. Nobody team builds like the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I want you to think about this for a second. In the 70s, with the great Chuck Knoll, they had a guy named Dick Haley, who yep. was the general manager. Yes. And they drafted incredibly. Go look at the 70s Steelers. Half the damn team is in the Hall of Fame, okay? So then you go from that to Tom Donahoe in the 90s. Yes. And you win us, you know, you're going to Super Bowls. You're competitive. The Steeler brand is not falling off one bit. Then you get to 2000 and they hire Kevin Colbert. And Kevin Colbert brings in Big Ben. He's a part of hiring, obviously, Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Guys, the Steelers organization about team building, you're talking about three GMs from 1971 to 2021, and now Omar Khan is the new general manager, and he's been in within the organization. It is rare that you see that in the NFL. And the point is, this is part of the success of the Steelers. It's not just about Tomlin, who we absolutely love. It's about these general managers who drafted in the philosophy of the Steelers, and this is why I think they're going to take a jump. Now, Baldy, I don't think they win this division, but I think they're way better than people expect them to be. Well, if you look at Kenny Pickett down the stretch last year, you know, he, he, he took over from Mitch Trubisky. Then he had, like, a little injury, and he got benched. Then he came back, in, you know, down the stretch. They went to Baltimore, and they won. The Raiders came that big Franco Harris night that, you know, I mean, unfortunately. Was supposed to happen, yeah. Supposed to happen. They, yeah. they take the Raiders apart, knock them out of the playoffs. Um, he comes down, game-winning drive, in bitter cold, and, you know, touchdowns, you know, uh, against Baltimore. Uh, you know, Najee Harris, the final minute of the game, pick it to Harris, touchdown, win the game. Like they came, they finished strong, another non-losing season for Mike Tomlin, never had the losing season. Didn't make the playoffs, but we're not, we're there at the end. Um, I like Kenny Pickett. I liked him coming out of Pittsburgh. I thought, um, I thought it was Kenny Pickett that year and everybody else. And it's just so, now he's got to go through it. He's got to, you know, line up for 17 this year. And, you know, you draft a Steeler quarterback. I don't care if it's, you know, if it's Bradshaw or Ben, whatever. You draft them to go to the playoffs and win in the playoffs. That's what you, that's what, that's what the Steelers do in that legacy that they've created. Uh, so they've rebuilt the offensive line, Isaac Sayamalo. They've drafted Broderick Jones. They bring in Nate Herbig. I mean, they had to get better up front. They weren't very good last year. So there's a lot of competition up front. We'll see who the five are going to be. But defensively, I mean, they have restocked. They really have. I mean, you see the development of Alex Highsmith, mm. you know, to go opposite, you know, TJ uh, with Cam Hayward in the middle, Larry Ogunjobi. They draft uh, Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. Uh, they draft Nick Herbig out of Wisconsin. Like they're, like they're, and these kids, like I went out and watched them. They're, they're already being trained, cross-trained, trained. Like they already understand, you know, they've got a great saying in Pittsburgh. The standard is a standard. And when you walk into that facility, Carl, <laughs> you are immediately met by six Lombardi trophies in this case. Yeah. You know, by the way, there's Bill Nunn who helped draft all these guys, you know, with Chuck Knoll and, and then later on with, you know, Colbert. I mean, Bill Nunn was a big part of their success. Absolutely. But, uh, it There is – you go there, and it's not one of these big fancy facilities, Carl, they share it with the, you know, Pittsburgh Panthers. And it's not one of these, you know – you know, Jerry Jones type elaborate things, but it's, it's, it's enough. 
And it's the Steelers. And it's the Steelers' way. And they're not looking for shiny and new and fancy. They're looking to develop players and build teams. And they do it in a family style. And it is real. You feel it. And you come away from there and you go, this, and it feels like Chuck Noll could be walking out of that door with Mean Joe Green. You know, it, it has, it's the, the faces have changed. It's Tomlin, it's Pick, but it, you feel that connection to the past there. Yeah. And about none, real quick, for all you football heads out there, and we know you guys are watching because you love the game. If you just want to go read about none, and the impact he had. I think he's one of the most underrated people in the game of football yeah. because a lot of people didn't know the story. But this was a guy that basically went to HBCUs and went, these guys can play. Yeah. We, need to, we, need to, we need to start looking at these guys and Kelsey convincing. Greenwood. Absolutely. Yeah. And convincing, you got to think about the time period, convincing yes. the organization that this is where we need to be going and we need to be looking at all of this talent and not limiting ourselves. But it opened up the door for a lot of more, a lot more players to have the opportunity to come to the NFL because of what Nunn did. So I, I want to mention that why you mentioned his name because you're right. He was unbelievable in and seeing talent, evaluating it, and then convincing again the organization to go that route, which built the steel curtain, guys. Basically, okay, built the steel curtain. Mean Joe Green, North Texas. Mean Joe. Yeah, I mean that was Mean Joe Green. But you know, with that Bill Nunn philosophy. The game is innately a game. I, I always think that it's redundant to say mental toughness. Like, it, it's toughness. There's no mental – like, it all is toughness. Like, there's got to be a toughness and a fiber of the men that you draft. It can't be about money or status or – it's got to be about toughness and then producing toughness and training and developing toughness. And I feel like Bill was at the very core of that. And if you want to be a stealer, like, you got to have that. Like, to see Cam Hayward out there, of course, the son of Ironhead, you know, and then his his brother, Connor Hayward, there now. Like, Ironhead had that. He was one of the great characters and really players of this game. And Cam brings that to the field every day. His father's spirit. His brother brings it now. I think Connor's going to break out this year in a real role with them because he can do a variety of things. Uh, it's just... It's just cool, but it's not just uh, to fet an organization. Like, they're, they're contending in this division this year. And when Pittsburgh goes to Cincinnati and they go to Cleveland, like, the battle is on. But the good thing about Tomlin and his team, when they come out of the tunnel in Cincinnati, into the jungle, they got dudes that are ready to go rip yeah. their throats out. You know? <laughs> yes. Like, that, that stuff and the type of guys they have. Like, that's fun. It's fun to watch. All right. Here's one thing that I think Steeler fans need to we, – we're going to be watching, and we need to know how this develops, and that's Matt Canada and Pickett. Yes. All right? You just talked about the defense, all the dudes. Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator, guys. How does he continue to develop Kenny Pickett, and what does this offense look like as it evolves, okay? You've talked about Najee Harris. Not, Najee's hungry to kind of reclaim what we thought he was coming into the league. So is the run game going to be better? How much do they rely on it and Matt Canada's relationship with Kenny Pickett? Well, obviously not obvious, maybe not, but I mean, Matt Canada has come under a lot of heat 
in Pittsburgh. They're yeah. not the Cincinnati Bengals on offense. They haven't been. Now, you know, Ben was really at the very end. You know, they weren't very good. Um, I'm not here to, you know, I mean, Ben probably, well, anyways, I mean, they, they got a young quarterback. But I think, and I feel like Omar, Andy White in the front office has given Matt everything he could ask for. Let's see what it looks like. I'm sure the run game with Najee and Jalen Warren is going to be the foundation. It should. But George Pickens looks like he could be a bona fide star. Like, he looks like he could just pop this year. The talent is unreal. You know, he he dropped in the draft. People remember he broke his broke his foot in, you know, playoff game in Georgia. So then he couldn't work out, so he dropped or whatever. But the talent is real. Deontay Johnson, the tight ends, what they have there, what they drafted. Like, there's really – no excuses. There's no yeah. real – I mean, if Kenny Pickett takes any kind of a step, like this should be a top-10 offense. Like they've got everything you need. They've got slot receivers. They've got big wideouts. They've got athletic guys. They've got, a, you know, a running back who's only size-wise second to Derrick Henry. Um, they've got a rebuilt offensive line. they got a quarterback who looks like he knows what he's doing. Like there's really no excuses. For Matt Canada, and he's under the microscope because they've got to perform. I, uh, Baldy, the, the whole excuse thing is you're right. And and I will say this if things go left in, in with, with the Steelers, there will be a lot of blame on Matt Canada because I think that is the natural thing that's going to happen is we've given you everything, we've upgraded the O line, all this. I don't know if that's going to happen. We're going to see. Maybe things go just as right, you know, just perfect for them. But if it starts to go left, guys, I'm telling you right now, and, my, and Baldy and I will be talking about this in, in December when we're saying, hey, the Steelers offense, what's going on? They're not scoring enough points. And we're going to be talking about Matt Canada and the hot seat will be on. But I hope that's not the case. I hope they figure it out. All right, let's talk about the Browns in the AFC North. It is in the huddle. Carl Dukes along with Brian Baldinger, Jason Lockin for part of this podcast as well. Baldy, you know, I know Deshaun Watson's people. And as he was going through all of this stuff, it was stressful. It was difficult. It was embarrassing. But he's past it. And because of it, I think the Browns are going to be a much better team this year. He has a full offseason that he's had now before camp starts, which he didn't have the last two seasons. And I just think we take for granted. I said to somebody, you know, Take two years off of your job and come back and see how good you are. I don't care what you do. So under the circumstances, obviously he brought that upon himself. But the Browns, I think from just a personnel standpoint, Baldy, they're loaded. They got they got really good players on both sides of the ball. And then they made the trade with the with the Vikings. I mean, I think they're they are a team that should be ready to compete. Well, let's face it, Carl. Last year. They were in the news every day for all the wrong reasons. It's yeah. just hard. I, you know, I'm not here to excuse anything that happened with Deshaun or anything else. That hopefully we we'll all move past it. But you're in the news every day for the wrong reasons. It's just hard. It's just it, 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 everything filters into that locker room, and it, it's just hard to operate. It's hard to to focus on what it's all about. I mean, you're Kansas City, and you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's pretty easy. Like, here's – all right, we got Tyreek Hill. He's not here. Here's what we're doing. When it's, when it's the other way around, 
and you're being talked about for all these horrible reasons, it's just hard. So a year removed, they got Nick Chubb. Like he's dedicating the year to Jim Brown. Like he's as close as the Browns have ever had to Jim Brown. He's, I, look, five straight years in a row, he's averaged over five yards more carry. We just, I mean, Jamal Charles did that, but he was injured some years. He didn't, he wasn't carrying a mail like Nick. Like we, we, you know, Barry didn't do it and, you know, Emmett didn't do it and Dickerson didn't do it. Like these guys that walked into Canton, they haven't done what Nick Chubbs did and what he's doing. And it's a good offensive line. And it's, that's the foundation. But they have made some serious upgrades on the offensive line. The trade for, you know, Zadarius, like that's what Miles needs. He needs a, a guy. Another dude. But yeah. inside, you know, to go get Dalvin Tomlinson, who's a quality defensive tackle. They've upgraded the interior. The secondary could be as good as anybody in football. This Martin Emerson, the third, like this kid can play. Denzel Ward, like you just go through the roster. They can, you know, and then you look at what Deshaun has, whether it's Amari or Njoku or Peoples Jones or like he's got, he's he's got he's got some some artillery out there, you know that they they should be, they should be, and they lost some horrible games last year. They lost to the Jets on just a you know nonsense like just so look Stefanski's under the under the microscope, but Bill Callahan. The offensive line coach, run game coordinator, assistant head coach, whatever, book down and coach. He stands up in front of the room. He's got everybody's attention. He knows how to, he knows how to coach. He knows how to lead. He knows how to build. They're, they're going to be, there's going to be one of those teams where you go, if they win 10 games, nobody's going to be surprised. Nobody. Right. And if it's more than 10, I don't think anybody's going to shake their head and say, where did this come from? I, nobody's going to say that. From a depth chart standpoint at wide receiver, does Deshaun have enough? to do what they want to do in the vertical passing game. Listen, Amari Cooper, he's a great route runner, right? He does the job, and then they've got Elijah Moore. Is that enough? Do you feel like that combination is enough for Well, then, you know, you got, you got your Z. I mean, literally, if you just go, okay, X, Y, Z. If you, you've got your your big X in Donovan Peoples-Jones, you've got your Z and your move guy in Amari, and then you've got Elijah Moore, who showed flashes, with the Jets, but yeah. really the quarterback situation. Like this kid is a dynamic player. He tore up the SEC at Ole Miss his last year. Like Alabama couldn't cover him. Like he's got, you know, he's got real skills. And so they need a slot guy. And they drafted David Bell. And they've got Marquise Goodwin. They got some speed there. Um, you know, the tight ends and Joku. I still think he could be a star. Like he just he could do it all. Like I mean, size, speed. Um, you know, catch radius, all this stuff. Like he should be a red zone threat. Um, they got to throw it to him. They got to, he's got to stay healthy, but like, I think they have enough, especially when you got Chubb in the backfield. So uh, as we talk about the Browns, here's what's funny, man. And you know, this, you've been there. The fandom has never faded. No. Right. Despite the trials and tribulations of the team and all the stuff that's happened, Fans are still down, man. They're, they show up, they cheer their hearts out, you know, and it's one of those things just from a sentimental standpoint, Baldy, you kind of, you know, you hope the Browns do something for the fans because it's just like, damn, when is it going to happen for these guys, right? And yeah. I got Browns fans, I got friends that are Browns fans, and they're like, Dukes, you know, I'm watching the game. I know, I just, and they, they still have this, this level of 
something's going to go wrong, right? No matter how good the roster is, as the season goes on, something's going to happen that's going to screw the season up, but they love their Browns, man. And I just want to acknowledge that because a lot of fan bases would have stepped off. They would have said, hey, I've had enough. I'm done. And these Browns fans, they just keep showing up and cheering their hearts out. You know, uh, it just made me think of this, Carl. Like one of my great memories of playing in the NFL uh, I was with the Colts, and we're playing the Browns on Monday night football in Cleveland Municipal Stadium. The old they Cleveland shared, Stadium. They shared, they shared the stadium back then with the Indians. Yeah. Uh, the baseball diamond hadn't been eliminated yet. It was early in the year. <laughs> and you know, we got Eric Dickerson in the backfield. Um, you know, He went on to win the rushing title that year. He was the Nick Chubb of the league at that time. And we got a TV timeout, one of those, you know, it seems like it goes on for 10 minutes, Monday night football, and we're in the, we're in the end zone of the dog pound. And the bones are coming out of the dog pound, Carl. And we're getting hit in the huddle with these dog bones, right? And I said, this is football. I'm in, I'm in the huddle. I'm Dickerson's there and, you know, Ray Donaldson and, you know, the whole group is there. And I'm like, this is football, guys. Like, I'll never forget being pelted with dog bones. And I just thought, this is Cleveland. This is the dog pound. This is they, – they just want to go there and watch football and – hopefully winning football, you know, and they've had a lot of lean times and all that, but the fan base, I'll, I'll, I'll share this a couple of years ago during a pandemic, I'm doing a game. There's um, I guess it was right after, right. Maybe right after the pandemic, cause there was fans and they had one of those storms that came off the lake, Carl, like one of those storms where they actually delayed the start of the game. There was lightning. There was like hail coming down. I mean, it was just awful. And it was just like, how long, and the, 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 they got like a plastic wrap over themselves, just sitting in the <laughs> room, you know, like taking it all on. They didn't leave. Yeah. They just waiting for the kickoff.